Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, I beg to differ auditions and eight days from today. Eight days from today, auditions will be over. We're getting ready for the uh, next tournament. The auditions are flooding in. If you are in the age bracket and you think you have what it takes to win one million naira in the next I Beg to Defer Debate tournament, head to www.nigeriainfo.fm. Click on I Beg to Defer. Follow the instructions. It's very easy. By the way, by the way, if you go to our website right now, www.nigeriainfo.fm, if you go there right now, you'll see that there are only two audition topics left. We started with four, but we have removed two of those topics. Why did we do that? High levels of plagiarism. Yeah, you heard me. Dozens of students sent in almost identical auditions, almost line for line. Some of them were line for line, word for word, Seth. Now, I'm not saying that they were, you know, making the same point. So because there are some that did that, they were making the same points. That one is okay. That one is expected because of the nature of those topics. I'm saying that there are students that were making the same points word for word. So we did our research and we found the website that they were all going to get their points from. Now, of course, we've disqualified them. But since it's clear that these two topics haven't uh, happened to have answers online, and since unfortunately so many young people have decided to cheat, we have scrapped those two topics. So from today, anyone submitting an audition with either of those topics will not be accepted. The topics in question are parliamentary versus presidential system and businesses should employ 50% men, 50% women. Those two topics have been removed from the list of audition topics. They are now off the table because of the high levels of copy and paste, the high levels of plagiarism. Our judges are taking out time from their busy days to listen to these auditions. I'm not going to have them wasting their time listening to clips with high likelihood of plagiarism. So if you want to have a chance to pass the audition stage, please pick one of the two topics that are still up on our website, www.nigeriainfo.fm. I know that some people um, saw the, the topics uh, weeks ago and then they went to rehearse and so that they can upload and give us their best version of the auditions. I would recommend that you change that topic because we've also found that a lot of students Students, especially from Vic Mob High School, uh, continue to upload the topics that are not there anymore, but they're using the uh, label for the topics that are currently there. Now, I'm not penalizing you for doing that, but any more auditions we get from today that does the same thing. So you upload with the wrong headline or the wrong topic, and when we're listening to the clip, we're, lis we're hearing a different topic on the clip. If that happens again, we'll disqualify you as well. Um, so that's it. Uh, you have until... Uh, um, the 12th of July. So you have eight days, eight days left to audition. 3 p.m. auditions close. Good luck to you. And uh, thank you for wanting to be a part of this to begin with. And thank you for listening to Hard Facts. If you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. You're in great company. One million Lagosians listen to this show. And if one million Lagosians like something, they cannot be wrong. So let's talk about the aftermath of the terrorist attack on Shiroro. Let's talk about uh, Lekki Port receiving its first ship. Then let's talk about uh, Kwankwaso saying that the North will not vote for a Southeasterner. 
for those of you who use the BRT, let's also talk about the increase in, in prices for uh, the BRT. How has that uh, been going? How is that going uh, today? Uh, what's your feeling about that? What's your reaction to the Lagos State Government increasing the price for the BRT? Uh, today, we'll bring you Madam Landlord. We're going to talk about the EFCC's warning that landlords of fraudsters will be jailed. I want to have that conversation uh, with a lawyer. So 4 p.m., a lawyer will be here to talk about the legality of this idea. If you are a landlord or a landlady, I recommend you listen to that conversation from 4 p.m. And on the big hard fact, let's talk about the face-off between the Kaduna State Government and uh, Kaduna State Teachers over aptitude tests. It's going to happen today from 5. Don't miss it. As usual, we'll have uh, updates coming your way at the top of every hour. After the news at 6, the newsroom will take the air. Actually, no, the newsroom is not coming today because uh, we have uh, WAFCON games coming up from 6 o'clock, which means my show will actually end at 5.45 today. Um, but let's get started with the big weekend, yeah? I'm Sandra Ezekwesili Lagos. These are your hard facts. security agencies protect our critical infrastructure how will the lekki port affect lagos traffic and is the government ready for this did kwankwaso just accuse northern voters of ethnic stereotyping and what do you think about the increased brt rates also what happened in that church in ondo state it was a big weekend lagos Let's talk about it. Our first story is the aftermath of the terrorist attack on soldiers in Shiruru local government area. At least 45 persons are confirmed dead, including 34 soldiers, 7 police officers. It all started as a terrorist attack on a mining site in the local government area. The soldiers uh, were now responding to the distress calls from the mining site um, when they were ambushed in turn. The army says they lost their lives in a massive uh, firefight. Several civilians, both Nigerian and Chinese, were kidnapped during the attack on the site. President Buhari has called this terror attack an attack on the entire country and is vowing that he will bring the terrorists to justice. Through, through, uh, through his uh, media team, he said, quote, To the sadist, I say this, we are coming. No matter what rock you crawl under, uh, what hole you sink into, what lie you hide behind, we are coming and we will find you. Shiroro will see justice. Nigeria will know peace. End quote. Tough words. But some people are not convinced. The PDP is questioning the ability of Buhari's APC's administration to secure the country. The opposition party is accusing Buhari of letting corruption fester in the military and the security architecture, which they blame for the troops' inability to root out terrorism. 
The PDP is pointing to the allegations that uh, the ICPC found over one billion naira in a house allegedly connected to the former chief of army staff, Tuka Burutai. Uh, Burutai is currently the ambassador to Benin Republic. Uh, PDP has told President Buhari to uh, recall uh, Burutai and um, have him probed. And as questions continue to be asked about whether the uh, federal government can protect Nigeria, more state governments are taking steps in that direction. Zamfara State Governor uh, Bello Mataoli inaugurated a so-called community pro uh, protection uh, guards across the state. Each of the 19 Emirates in Zamfara has its own CPG uh, core. Uh, the goal is for each of these corps to have 500 armed and trained security personnel. So this is in addition to the governor's general call for more citizens to apply for um, firearms licenses and arm themselves against terrorists. And see, Lagos, we, we, we've talked about this thing quite a bit, right? We, we talked about this a lot last week. Uh, a lot of you believe that it's dangerous for states to start creating these official armed groups. But some of you believe that states don't have a choice because federal security agencies don't seem to be able to protect everyone. Well, that's the situation in Shiroro. Uh, tell me what you think. Do you have confidence that the terrorists will be found, as the president says? What do you think about the PDP's call to probe Buratai? And in the light of this latest attack, what's your take on the Zamfara government setting up its own, its own armed security um, apparatus? And yes, let me know what you think about the increase in BRT fares. Have you tried to take a BRT today? What's your experience been? 99.3 Nigeria Info. That's what you're listening to. This is Hard Facts. You're listening to The Big Weekend. Every Monday from 3 p.m., we bring you all the big stories that broke over the weekend so that you can um, respond to them, you know, at your own uh, uh, you know, pace. And then um, if it's a Tuesday, we bring you three of the biggest stories of the day. 99.3, hello. Hey, Sandra. Thanks for calling. Is that Kevin? Yes, I greet you. I greet you too. Welcome. How was your weekend? It was fine. How was yours? To God be the glory. Mm. Yes, um, I missed the global edition on Friday. You were not around. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, um, the president is sounding like a broken record. If it was a president of Basanjo that said, we'll feed them out, we'll smoke them out, they will not go and punish. I'll have a little bit of belief in him. I will be a bit confidential that, yes, at least something will be done. But this president, this government, they keep saying the same thing every time. And Nigerians, if not all, most Nigerians are tired of this repeated, you know, threats and, um, you know, repeated uh, condolences and um, sounding like a broken record all the time when these things happen. You know, earlier today, some Nigerians were saying in the newspaper headline that, no Nigerians were commissioning about this, this and that. We left it out talking about politics. What else do you want to say? We are almost tired of this. There's nothing else to say. If not that I don't understand religious, I would not say like other Nigerians used to say, let us leave it to God. But I don't understand like that. The only thing we have to do is to go to the ballots and put in a government that will take security serious. Security has collapsed in this country. It has collapsed. This is our people have been killed. Our military have been killed. What can we do? The commander-in-chief has not done anything to me that seems concrete. Only that does this talk that he's talking now. 
I'm sorry, it's the president sounds like a broker. I don't think any much will come out of this. So for me, it's just uh, rhetoric. And for Kwak Paso, he's on his own. He's something political. And I think um, the board is set for Nigerians. He can say whatever he wants to say. The other day, someone else said that uh, the South is not going to give their vote to a certain candidate that is from the South East. That's his own. He has only one vote. It is the people that will decide this election. And I hope the people will decide. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. We've got Didi in Lucky. Hi, Didi. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sandra. Welcome. Um, I heard you mention the speech of um, the president. Right. All I want to say is, you know, you were just talking about plagiarism when it came to the I beg to differ. They have to check that speech for plagiarism. What are they talking about? Is it just a play on words? Under which rock you crawl? Under which mountain you climb? Is it is it like a play on words or is it meant, what is it meant to do? They've said that over and over again. People are dying and you are speaking English. Please, they should check those words for plagiarism. I'm sure they got it from somewhere. It's not original to them. Thank you. Didi, thanks for calling. Okay, 99.3, hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? What's your name, ma'am? Hello, good afternoon, Angie. Good afternoon, ma'am. What's your name? That's Uche from Southlight. Uche, welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. Auntie, let me tell you, see that bright eye probe. It's not the only one they should probe. Okay. All the past service chiefs should be probed. All of them. Okay. Because they cannot tell us they don't know what is happening. They know. Just like the present government, they know. And that's why they are fighting to turn to remain in government. Because they know that if the right person comes, who is coming by God's grace? Because we have prayed for good leadership and God has answered us. Come 2023, we are going to have good leadership. And that person will prove all of them. That's why you see them running Hertha Skelter. God will see us through. Well done, Auntie. Thank you very much, Ma, for calling. Uh, if you just tuned into the show, hello to you. We just talked about the aftermath of the terrorist attack on soldiers in Shiroro local government area. At least 45 persons confirmed dead including 34 soldiers and seven police officers. Like I told you um, earlier on, it started off as a terrorist attack on a mining site in the local government. Soldiers were responding to distress calls from the site, and then they were now ambushed, and the army says they lost their lives in a massive firefight. Uh, the president has called this terror attack a an attack on the entire country and he said uh, quote to the sadist I say this we are coming no matter what rock you crawl under what hole you sink into what lie you hide behind we're coming and we will find you Shiruru will see justice Nigeria will know peace uh, a, a statement that uh, the PDP has criticized and they are pointing to alleged uh, 1 billion naira found in a house allegedly connected to the former chief of army staff, Tuko Boratai, found by the ICPC. Uh, Boratai is currently an ambassador to Benin Republic and PDP has said to the president, recall uh, Boratai and have him probed. Okay, well, our second story is the plan of the Lagos state government to increase uh, the fare of uh, commuters who want to use BRTs. Governor Samuel Lu has ap approved a flat rate increase by 100 naira for all BRT routes with effect from July 13th. Um, some commuters say that this proposed increment from the 13th of July 
um, will be terrible for them because, you know, uh, citizens are facing really tough times at the moment. But some other people said, ah, come on, it's just 100 naira. Why people complain about just 100 naira? What do you think? Tell me. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hello. Thank you very much for calling us. Hello. Good evening. Oh, there's no one there. Hi, good evening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Hello, my dear. Good. How are you? I'm very well. What's your name, ma'am? Uh, see, the issue is unfortunate. The soldiers are going gradually. I don't think we still have Nigerian soldiers. I don't think so. You don't give somebody cutlass to pursue somebody with AK-47. It's not done. That is number one. I will catch them. When I get them, nothing will be done. They'll be pardoned. I don't know if you read about the man who hung himself, the colonel, who hung himself because they recycled. He discovered that the people he handed to his boss were released and they came back again. He fired them. Then punishment was set aside for him. He had to take his life. See, we only need to pray and look for, I mean, uh, go for uh, PVC. God bless you. All right. Bless you, too. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello. Hello. I've peaked. I've peaked. I've peaked. Oh, sorry about that. Call back if you can. We've got, uh, let's see, how many minutes before we have to take a break? Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Uh, okay, just less than a minute before we have to take a break. So let me take that time and read messages from um, social media. President Sandra, it's very pitiful that a president who's a former military general watches everyday troops and innocent citizens getting killed. And all he can do is sound like a broken record, like your caller said. Uh, he's an old... Ooh, okay. All right. You end that message with what a shame. All right. Thank you very much for your message. Uh, uh, John from Mr. Boy John from Lecky says PDP made valid points and Burotai will face probes after power changes hands. If Buhari likes it or not, Burotai must fa face probe sooner or later. All right, that's my cue to take a break. When we come back from this break, let's talk about the Lecky port. Uh, it received its first ship on Friday. What does that mean for traffic for residents in that area of Lagos? I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. S. Ezekwesili everywhere. Don't go away. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. The Lekki Port received its first ship on Friday. So technically, the port is now operating, although it is still under construction. The first ship brought um, equipment needed for the port, like um, a massive crane to help transfer containers from ships to shore. Uh, between now and next year, more ships will come in, bringing more equipment for the port itself. But we don't expect to have actual commercial operations with um, third-party ships until next year. This is great news. It really is. It's fantastic news. You know, you're asking for good news all the time, right? This is one of the best. Um, it's great news for the economy in general. Now, let me give you a bit of background, right? The Lekki port is located in the Lekki free zone, which is um, a free trade zone uh, promoted by Tolaram Group, but with land provided by Lagos state government. The port is also being built with private money. It's a group of private investors as well as banks. So this is one of those great examples of public-private partnership at work. 
Now, the business will employ local workers, boosting our employment numbers and increasing the amount of money entering the local economy. So the companies uh, will not pay taxes or custom duties because, again, it's a free trade zone. So zero tax, that's the incentive for them to come here, set up their business. But the idea is that the lack of tax revenue will be made up for by the rise in jobs. So see why I said this is brilliant, great news. But... I know, I hate the bot, but there's a bot. There's also going to be a rise in traffic because the Lekki port will attract imports as well as exports. Those imports will have to leave the Lekki free trade zone, make their way into Lagos and the rest of Nigeria, and there are serious concerns that the road network around the port simply lacks the capacity. Generally, there are two ways of um, uh, going in and out of that area. You can drive west and end up on the Lekki Etwe Expressway coming towards VGC, Lekki and VI, or you can go east towards Ekwe and end up on the road to Ogun State. Now, option one is already tough because Lekki Ekwe suffers heavy traffic, especially for people who live in the Shangote Do, Aja, VGC, Chevron area. Right? So those people are already going through it as far as traffic is concerned. Because there's ongoing work uh, in those parts. Uh, so that's contributing to the traffic situation. So it might be a temporary thing, but it might not be. Now, that ongoing work is to widen the road at some point there. But the big question is, what happens when you have lots of articulated trucks bringing containers to and from the new Lekki port? Has the Lagos State Government made adequate plans for that? Now, the Lagos State Government is shy to come on Nigeria Info. Otherwise, I'll be asking them this question myself. But have they made plans for that? And as for the road going out from Ekbe, questions also have to be asked about how much truck traffic it can handle. Has it really received proper attention from the federal, uh, federal government as an interstate road? Now, there are some suggestions that um, barges could be used to move the cargo from Lekki Port by sea to places like Marina. We've already seen the Federal Ministry of Transport and the Lagos State Government crack down on barge operations uh, from Apapa to Marina. So I wonder if they will have a change of heart here and let the barges move from Lekki. All of these questions that only the Lagos State Government can answer. Now, the obvious option is rail. Railway. Currently, the federal government is linking Apapa to um, the Lagos Ibadan Railway. There's even plans to have some port operations closer to um, Ibadan on the line to help the congested Apapa. So my question is, given how long this Lekki port has been in the works, given the obvious congestion problems, should the Lagos State government have been lobbying the federal government for some railway connections from the Lekki port? Speaking of ports, we have news from two other ports in the south-south and the southeast. Calabar Port received its first vessel in three years. 
the ship uh, came from Singapore. It brought over 200 heavy-duty trucks. There's been a lot of work going on at that port for some years, so it's great to see that it can be operational. We're going to be uh, monitoring it to see if it starts getting regular traffic or not. Meanwhile, the federal government is set to concession the Onicha River port. Uh, work has also been ongoing there. Uh, a couple of years ago, we started seeing barges uh, coming up uh, the river from Port Harcourt. The idea is to build out the capacity of the port so that cargo can come straight there from Port Harcourt and into the southeast. Now, if these two ports can start operating properly, it should relieve uh, the pressure on our papa ports. Traders who want to send their goods to the east will no longer have to land them in Lagos first. They move uh, across the river by truck. It's also going to be interesting to see what the situation does to commercial activity nationwide. You know, will will uh, places like Onicha, Calabar, Port Harcourt start growing as commercial hubs? Uh, will they start seeing more influx of Nigerians from other parts of the country, just like Lagos has seen for decades as almost the only commercial hub in the south? So it's going to be very interesting to see, but this is really great news, and I'm really happy about it. I just want to hear what you think about it. What's your reaction uh, to the uh, progress at the Lekki Port? Are you excited about the economic opportunities it will bring to the Lagos Free Trade Zone and to our economy? Are you worried about the increased congestion? Are you a little bit of both? Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. Women, call me on 01-465-7190. And yes, you can still talk about our first story and you can also let me know what you think about um the coming increase in brt bus fares 100 naira increase uh, what do you think about that some people say why are you doing that to us at a time where things are already really expensive others say it's just 100 naira what do you say uh, uh 99.3 hello thanks for calling good afternoon yeah good afternoon it's Jean-Vierve. hi Jean-Vierve. welcome thank you how are you doing today? I'm okay. Okay. All right, Sandra, so I'm going to talk about the um, attack, the attack at the mining site. Right, okay. Yeah, so Sandra, every day I wake up in Nigeria, I I feel three things. Number one, fear. Two, anger. And three, the strong urge to flee from this country. Why am I angry? Because these things are happening right under our noses. And it's like we can't do anything. Sandra, every time things like this happen, it's the same story. The people at the end of affairs, they come up and they talk, we are going to bring the perpetrator to book, we are going to do this and do that, and nothing happens till the same repeats itself. It's just going like that. And in fact, I think that we are being taken for fools. Now, fear, I'm scared for my life because... Anything can happen to anybody at any point in time. And the thing is that if at the end of the day we complain from this country, God keeping us alive. Hmm. So I just don't understand Nigeria. I don't I think we are we are too docile. We should all stand up and do things better. Thank you. Thank you for calling, Jean Vier. Ninety nine point three, hello. Yeah, President Sandra. Good to have you on the show, sir. What's Good your afternoon. name? This is Chris. Chris, welcome. Go ahead. Good job. Uh, right? But my fear, you know the Nigerian factor, sabotage. I hope they will not sabotage that. Um, Chris, your line is breaking up. I don't know what's happening. Maybe give us a call back. 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you, sir? What's your name? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. 
I want to commend you for that. Uh, I beg to differ. What you told us, may God bless you, and I like it. Okay. You know? Okay. <laughs> Concerning the issue of what happened in Ondo, mm. it's highly unacceptable. It's an inhuman act, and it's highly condemnable. I'm ashamed of what happened, I'm telling you. Okay. Concerning security of Nigeria properties, I belong to people that benefited from Nigeria properties for 1986 years old. So I support who will safeguard it. We have money to pay them. Yes, I will let go. And you know So take off one, one full salary. Let them pay them. Hello? Okay. Concerning the Aruti. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Concerning the Aruti. Concerning the Aruti issue. Mm. We just came out from fuel hike. And fuel, we know if we're two weeks ago, they just came out and said they want to increase salary price. Mm. Or that one mile, or that, or that, you know, go to, I'm not happy. <laughs> Concerning the issue of, of uh, as we, 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 we talk about other rebellion warrants, you remember me? Mm. As you remember you, that's it now. That's what we've stopped. The ports. Have you talked about the ports? Okay, okay, okay. Mm. I will go back. I will go back. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, well, I am seeing that uh, President uh, Buhari has directed uh, Ruchi Bembechi to consult and draft an MOU to the Federal Executive Council as regards linking the Lekki Deep Sea Port. Uh, facility to the nation's real network. So, um, and he gave this re directive back in March 2022. Uh, there has been no update since then about that. So we do hope that um, that conversation happens eventually. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good, good evening. What's your name, ma'am? Yeah. Hello? Oh, I don't know what happened there, but sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Good afternoon. Yes, welcome. Hello? Hello, go ahead. I can hear you. All right. Uh, you see, uh, Sandra, mm. the military that were, whether they say they were, um, ambushed them, are being at uh, the run into the people. I, I think uh, we should talk about the terror that is going on in Nigeria. Okay. If Nigeria has become a terrorist country, let us know. Instead of we begin to uh, try to paint the thing, they attack the army. Nigeria is not a terrorist country. Terrorism is something that happens everywhere. Uh, there's no country that is a terrorist country, not even Afghanistan or, you know, well, yes, Afghanistan. You know, there's no country that's a terrorist country. Uh, Nigeria definitely isn't a terrorist country. We're just dealing with terrorism. Now, the question can be, are we dealing with terrorism the right way? Are we doing the things we should be doing for a country that um, is uh, under the attack of terrorists? That answer is up to you. But I don't think we can say, oh, sh they should tell us if Nigeria is a terrorist country. That's not really... No. Okay. Let me bring you our next story. Rabiu Musa Kwankwaso, uh, he's facing fire for comments that he made about the North not voting for a Southeasterner. Uh, first, I'll play you a clip of Kwankwaso on TV. He was being asked if he would agree to be um, P2B's running mate. And here's what he said. So you're hoping to pick a, a running mate from the southeast. That's my choice. Okay. Things being equal, that's, that's the choice of our party. Because you see, we'll or maybe they're, they're even thinking that you might be the running mate to Peter Obi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That is what the enemy outside there is saying. The implication is that uh, if you put somebody from the southeast, unfortunately, there are many issues in the southeast. 
You see, Northern Water is the worst hit on this issue of maladministration in this country. But even under that circumstance, a Northern Water also believes that he is better with one united Nigeria. And therefore, most of the things that are happening in the South, especially in the Southeast, people are not comfortable with that. And as long as you have somebody from there in any party, it will be very difficult for the Northern voters to vote. And that's the situation now. And those workers who are against, in the actual sense, working against uh, LP, Southeast, and so on, what they believe is, if you put anybody under this arrangement from that side of the country, the North voters will not vote. And who will they vote? Their own candidate in the Southeast, I mean, in the, in, in the North. So, you, so you, you, can you, or would you be a runaway to Peter Obi? That's what I'm saying. Would you now, like those, to be, as a person, as personally? Ordinarily, I, you see, I'm jobless now. I'm not doing any job. Uh, so to become a vice president. Can be a vice president. But what I'm telling you is that uh, if anybody from the South is now under this, this circumstance, becomes the, 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 the presidential candidate of our party or any other party, the implication is that because of the activities and many other issues that are real on the ground, Northern voters will certainly go for their Northern candidate in another party. So the thinking so is the that... So the thinking is that it's not whether I like it or I don't like it. The fact remains that uh, the numbers... everybody will lose. The number, he will lose, I will lose. So he, if that. Peter Obi is coming to join you, he will be your running mate. That's, 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 that's the, the, the as capitalism. long as you want to vote from the North, that's the situation, fortunately or unfortunately, today. So Kwankwaso is saying that um, Northern voters will find it hard to vote for a Southeasterner for president because of agitations from some Southeasterners for Biafra. And because of that, the idea of a Southeasterner at the top of a party ticket instead of as a running mate is a non-starter. Like I said... There's been some pushback to this statement by Kwankwaso. Some Nigerians have said it is unjust to disqualify all candidates from one region because of the actions of some people in the region. Um, after all, they point out that Kwankwaso is from a region currently producing a lot of terrorists and insurgents. Um, it wouldn't be acceptable for Southwesterners or Southeasterners or Niger Deltans to say they will don't vote for any northerner because of these problems, for example. That's some of the pushback that I've heard. So that leads me to my question. Did Rabiu Musa Kwamkwaso just accuse northern voters of ethnic bigotry and divisiveness? Does he owe northern voters an apology for painting them as bigots? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. Share your thoughts on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. If we have time, we'll get into the story from Ondo. Like I said, it's a it was a really big weekend. And let me know how you feel about the Lekki Ports almost uh, nearing complete completion. Uh, the activities at the Onitsha. 
and Calabar ports. Uh, also, let me know what you think about the Lagos State government's uh, Lagos State government's plan to increase uh, transport fares on BRTs across all the routes that they ply. Uh, do you think uh, at this time that's not the right way to go? Or yeah, it makes sense that. Um, you know, uh, we increase the fares uh, by just 100 naira. Is it just 100 naira? And tell me what you think about the terrorist attack in Shiroro local government area. I'm Sandra Ezekwesele. This is Nigeria Info 99.3. You're listening to The Big Weekend. All the big stories that broke over the weekend, we're talking about them right now. 99.3. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. What's your name? Yeah, I'm calling you from Kotsi. Welcome, Mirabel. Go ahead. I can't talk about, I can't talk about the president's speech. Okay, go ahead. Why is he trying to mock um, those people that have been killed? Those people have been killed because this is not the first time he's going out to see. Last time he said he said he's going to clap down on the centurions that are going to fish them. Those centurions that Qatar gave him, why have you not gone to catch them? Is this what I want to go and catch? And, and for Kwaku and Su, those people are dating for, for Biafra. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you very much for calling. We appreciate it. 99.3. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? I'm fine. My name is Shade. How are you doing? Hi, Shade. Someone was asking about you the other day. <laughs> okay. Hi to them, too. You have fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sandra. Um, so, for the first story, the, um, the attack, she, yeah. it's sad. Because you would think, I mean... I would think that, you know, before we, when we, it's good to respond, but that we will have some sort of, what's that word? Okay. Which I'm looking for. So surveillance or intel, intel. Okay. You know, of where we are going. So we wouldn't lose so many, you know, soldiers. Okay. Because, you know, we don't have, we're not, the Nigeria doesn't really, you know, in, make people feel patriotic. Okay. So getting newer recruits, it's hard. In my opinion, okay. for the for the um, for the army, for any of the armed forces, and our for the police, so losing them is not really ideal for us. I mean, and then the response from the from the president. <sighs> That's just disappointing. Like, okay, we have heard that before. But Tell those were really means. strong words, you know. He was really. I thought that those were really strong words. Sandra, mm-hmm. big time. Oh, sorry. Big time. Sorry. Strong. It's not. No. Like, if they had said something, and then maybe the next day something had happened, and then they persecute them, the people, the catch. You know, action, action, not words. We don't want words anymore. We want to see. We want to see things happen. Because people are tired of words. That's why, that's why it doesn't even sound strong to us anymore. It's just like, okay, you're said again, platitudes. So we, we sympathize. We're going to catch them under the rock, in the mountain, under the sea, you know, in the ocean. Yeah, wherever you are, we shall catch you. I almost feel like he was reading something from, a, from an American president. But anyway, I leave that one alone. Okay. Right. You know, I would like to say if it works like a dog and it quacks like a dog, Sandra, what is it? It's a dog. So he's only saying what he believes is happening there. Like the, the sentiment. As he said, he gave his reason saying that because he believes in one Nigeria. Right. Now, sadly, I don't, it's a, it's a false view because as you said, and as we all know, it's not everyone agitating for, you know, Biafra breakaway. Right. So you can't use that, even if it's half. You can't use half the people to now say that the whole northern people would are thinking this because of some people. I mean, I, I feel it's unfair of him to say that, but I feel like that is what he hears. And so he's saying what he believes, and that's what it is. I don't think he owes them an apology because I believe he's, he's, he's genuinely saying what he 
things that the people believe, which is also false. And I think it's their job to let to educate the people that that is not the way it should be. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for calling. We've got uh, Kane Day. Kane Day is joining us from Finland. Hi, Kane Day. Hi. How are you? Good evening. Uh, my, uh, my first comment about Wally will be that uh, strong words don't don't equate to action. Okay. Uh, it's in, it's main thing is the action. What's what are words? People have been saying we condemn this since the time of good luck, Jonathan. We got to Gwari's regime, we condemn this, we do this, we do the same story. So I don't think this is, this is that's what is needed. What is needed is let people be prosecuted. The people that are caught, terrorists that have come to surrender, don't just accept them, prosecute them, get information from those people if indeed they're terrorists. Then we can know that you are indeed concerned about the lives of Nigerians. About Kwan Kwanso, I feel it's an insult on the intelligence of the Northerners okay. because one man has clearly described them as a bigot, as a, as a bigot, that they have some certain reaction or certain way against their enemies. And this is the game of the politicians. Right. They always try to play the ethnic card whenever elections are near, just to to just to, to just to confuse the the electorate so i would say the for the northerners they should make statement and make sure to to let kwan kwanso know that one man cannot decide the destiny of millions of people because if it's the ties to rise all fulanis as something now everybody will start shouting and they will start prosecuting people then a man comes out and classifies those southeasterners as a particular class of people and he has by the decent or something i think this is it's just their game and i don't i, I count it as just nothing thank you sandra have a Th good day thank you kaylee thank you very much for calling all right we've got messages on social media so let me take a look at some of them uh babatunde mustafa says for kevin to have spoken that way it shows he has lost faith in the government finally i know etting won't agree as uh, for kwam so he's speaking the facts there's a huge difference between social media and the grassroots nigerians still vote along ethnic and religious lines all right uh let's that that was on twitter on um faith on whatsapp we have ayaba from yaba who says don't modern port operators know that the most efficient way to move cargo is rail where is the rail network that they built to connect existing ones all right uh oh my god we've got a lot of messages on whatsapp a lot a lot a lot i'm going to try to take as many of them as possible uh here's a message from you didn't leave your name but you say that i wish water and railway will be constructed as the only means of moving things out of that port he also says i think the immigrations and customs agencies need to do more about influx of arms and terrorists at the borders to support the effort of the army and the air force all right thank you very much for your message uh this message is from afiz lawal who says what is the political weight of Kwankwaso that is saying that the north will not vote for the southeast uh oh I, i'm not going to say that <laughs> for security until this regime is voted out nigeria will not um 
Okay, Afiz Lawal um, is on Air Road, Alagbado. Thank you, Afiz, for your message. Uh, here's a message here. Sounding bitter and crying on the radio will not stop terrorists from killing. Security is a collective responsibility for all and sundry. You didn't leave your name or daily, daily from Lekki with that message. All right, Tele, thank you very much. Rashid from Naibi says, uh, oh no, Rashid Naibi from Lagos says, Sandra, uh, there's fire on Nigerians' roof, yet we turn blind eyes as if it's nothing. Sandra, tell me, what do you think ordinary Nigerians should expect when soldiers with weapons cannot protect themselves? All right. More messages here. Let's take a look at as many of them as we can. Emmanuel Ofulue from Ikotun says, we all know that Kwankwaso will not rule this country, so nobody should take his speech seriously. Uh, Babatunde says, I do not think Nigeria will ever get good leaders because we are so self-centered. Hmm. Uh, Chike from Cooper uh, Street, Ikoyi says, Kwankwaso should face his own campaign and leave Obi alone. Instead of talking about Obi all the time, he has not been able to tell us what his party wants to do for Nigeria. It is Obi, Obi, Obi all the time I listen to him. All right, Chike. Uh, but, I mean, they are in talks with Obi's party for a merger, so it would make sense that he's talking about Obi all the time. But I also think the fact fact that Obi is the most talked about candidate, um, you know, in this uh, election cycle is uh, interesting. I think it's an interesting thing. Every politician and their mama is making a big deal of telling you oh, Obi stands no chance is making a point to let you know Obi stands no chance it makes you wonder why it makes one wonder why like it, because if me and no say my competition doesn't stand a chance I'll just keep doing my own thing because I'll be like hey thank god though all of you are facing this person that doesn't have chance I will now we know hey it's very easy oh, I'll sell my market I'll sell my market but if like I spend most of my time and I'm seeing this happen from all the other uh, parties the APC the PDP if, if this is if, if all of them are taking out time to tell you oh this candidate is not going to work it's really interesting and I, I really want to know why why do you think that is happening is that how campaigns work? You know, we'll take a break. We talked about the Lekki port receiving its first ship. We talked about Kwankwaso saying the north will not vote a southeasterner. Uh, then we also talked about um, uh, the proposed tariff increase on VRT uh, routes by the Lagos state government. We didn't get the chance to talk about um, the Ondo state uh, kidnap. Uh, uh, victims, but hopefully at 5 o'clock we may be able to touch it if our guests from the Kaduna State um, Government do not show up. 99.3, hello. Hello. Good to have you on the show. What's your name? Sir? Yes, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Okay, this is Samuel. Hi, Samuel. Welcome. Go ahead. Yes, uh, quickly. Concerning Kwankwaso's uh, uh, statement, honestly speaking, I won't have uh, judged him, uh, you know, wrongly concerning what he said. Fine, he might be somehow offensive to some set of people, but the man is just being realistic. Okay. I have another friend, and I stayed there, so I know, I mean, the orientation. When it comes to elections, even up to year 2022, they still believe, mostly, even they are, they are not yet as liberated as we are here. So, from the, because I watched this guy yesterday, I mean, uh, during his interview with him, you know, so what he said is just the truth, except we just want to deceive ourselves. But that does not mean that whether um, he absorbs um, Peter Obi as Faiz or he's trying to demash him just because of that ideology, you know, their own political view. I mean, that has nothing to do with the credibility of uh, Peter Obi, and that has not 
gotten anything to do with, I mean, even his ambition becoming, uh, what's going the leader of this, this nation. But I wouldn't have, I wanted many people, you know, to aspire him from what he just said. He's just being realistic. Thank you. All right. But is it realistic to just label an entire group of people as um, unexposed, like that caller has said? Because, you know, we often speak of the North as if the North is this monolith. The, the North is not a monolith. There are so many tribes in the North, so many different kinds of people in the North. Um, you know, so many different kinds of people. It's not, it's not this one group that behaves this one way. So is it a fair thing to do? Is it a is it a is it a right thing to do? If you're a northerner listening to the show, you've heard from Konkoso, you've heard from this last caller. How do you feel about um, how you've been described by both Konkoso and this last caller? Do you think they owe you an apology? I wish we had more time to stay on this subject, but we don't. We have the business news coming up at um, at at. You know, in a few seconds, really. But uh, if at five o'clock, uh, so the, the plan for five o'clock is to interview um, uh, people from the teachers union and also someone from the Kaduna State Government uh, about their row with the government over aptitude tests for teachers in Kaduna. If those guests don't show up, we'll come back to this Kwankwaso story. All right. So 5 p.m. Be listening. You can either, you know, listen to us talk about the Kwankwaso story or... Or listen to what the teachers in Kaduna are going through uh, and um, how the government in Kaduna feels about it. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. If you're a landlord or a landlady, what do you think about this uh, move by the EFCC to maybe arrest you if you have a fraudster living in your, in your house, in your premises? What do you think about that move? Let's talk about that next.